RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's happening? All right, looks like things are going off without a hitch today. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. And what else? A lot of stuff. We're going to get into it. Buy some merch and become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I want to keep the site going. I want to keep the show going. It is a real consideration. I sometimes think about shutting down Republican dirty tricks because it's it's a financial drain, frankly. I I spend I don't know. I don't want to spend my I don't know, if I get to be old, if I'm fortunate enough, and I just don't want to be a homeless person that's screaming on the streets. At least I had a liberal website. <laughs> I don't know. So I encourage you to become a patron. So as I always say, we stick together, we win. If we want the website to continue, if we want more liberal content, then the community will get together and and tell me that by supporting the show and supporting the site. Then I'll know whether to keep it going, frankly. But uh, we have to keep it going. That's how I look at it. Maybe other people are different but this we're up against the big money elite we don't have the mercer family we don't have the coke brothers we don't have americans for prosperity funding us we have each other that's it and hopefully that's enough but we'll see time will tell it's uh, that that's the truth this is what we're up against they are actively attacking the grand experiment in liberal democracy they never liked it It has always been a struggle. This thing, this grand experiment, has always been the struggle between the more perfect union, the general welfare, and the welfare of the transnational corporate elite. And as we see now with Twitter, it is hanging by a thread, and the democracies in the world are on the ropes. We used to be the standard bearer for a free democratic world at least in our ideology and what we would promote. Now, eh, just, uh, what was it, this week? Or I don't know what day exactly. They're all merging together. Trump sends, he's sending our military out to protect um, Mohammed bin Bonesaw. What kind of shit is this? It's a disgrace. It's an outrage. Oh, we have to be the police of the world to protect Mohammed bin Bonesaw? A brutal dictator. We're always hearing how, oh, this, what's his name? Saddam Hussein was a brutal dictator. He gassed his own people. Remember how, how much we heard about, oh, he gassed his own people. It's terrible. It's, it's, it was so ter- So we have to go running in there. Now we have to go protect the oil. But the Saudis are rich. So why don't they protect themselves? And why don't we get the hell out of the Middle East and get away from this archaic energy system? But, hey. Apparently, Mohammed bin Bonesaw pays cash. That's what Trump says. That's all that matters. You got money? We'll send our goon squad in. The American military. What a disgrace. Honestly, I'm thinking about how if I was wearing the uniform still, unlike every other Trump that ever lived, 
no Trump has ever put on the uniform of their country and protected their country or defended anything except their own greed. And many times they've had to protect and defend the gre their greed from other members of their, of their family. So these are disgusting people. They're worse than worms, frankly, because well, at least worms do something. They add value. You need worms. They fertilize the soil. They turn the soil over. They enable you to have nice crops. What does, what does a Trump do? It does nothing but take and destroy and make things worse. Everything that they touch turns to crap. It, like that Rick Wilson said, he wrote the book. Everything Trump touches dies. And now he has his greedy, his, his disgusting, tiny, bony fingers around the neck of power. Well, not bony, they're pudgy, really. But... So, uh, I, I, you know what I really hate about Trump, besides everything else? How he says billions. When he's describing how Mohammed bin Bonesaw spends billions of dollars. Billions. He says, he has to emphasize the B. Billions. Like, oh, we're all supposed to get wet over this. Everybody's supposed to have an erection when he, he says billions. Oh, yes. Say it again, daddy. Billions. Because that's supposed to be the only thing that matters on, on Earth. And it's not even true, by the way. Never mind the fact that Mohammed bin Bonesaw is a threat to the democratic world order. The, that this country, that so many uh, Americans who, 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 who wore the uniform of this country died to protect from people like Mohammed bin Bonesaw disgusting bastards Republicans do not care though how low can we go as we every day I think hey is this bottom you know hitting bottom is a process you think you hit bottom and then the trap door opens and you're down 50 levels below at this point we can't even see daylight and I'm honestly sick of Nancy Pelosi because she's the problem too. She's enabling this. So is, uh, what's his name? Jerry Nadler. Enough with the strongly worded letters. When Lewandowski sits in front of the congressional here in a congressional hearing and is sworn in and has such utter disdain for the process and the people that represent that the, he has disdain for us. The people that voted for those representatives sent them to Congress to represent them. Then, and he's sitting up there scowling and smirking and rolling his eyes. Put that mother effing grifter in jail. What the hell? Because you know, if any one of us went in front of a judge, if we had to go to court and behave like that, we'd be in jail. That, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be a question. The, 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 the judge would say, bailiff, take that moron into custody. Whoever, uh, why are they rolling their eyes? It is the contempt of court. You have to maintain the uh, respect for the institutions. Otherwise, they, there are no institutions. It's over. 
and the Demo- and the Democratic Party has a hand in this. What enough is enough? They just proved again how feckless they are. Oh, so how many hearings does it take? All it would have taken is them to, is Jeremy and Alice say, enough of this charade. Get that asshole in cuffs and take him away. Then you get some respect, for Christ's sakes, because the American people want to vote for people they respect. And that's one thing with the, with the Democratic Party. It's this, what, what kind of intellectual conversation are you having with the, with the assholes in the, in the MAGA hats? They don't want an intellectual conversation. They are dupes of a con man. You got to show them. And it's just like people will vote for those that they believe are actually fighting for them. It doesn't matter what they, oh, it, how much uh, they, kind, they disparage Bernie Sanders, for instance, like calling him a socialist for how many years. He's still one of the, as far as the surveys go, he is the most trusted politician in the United States on both sides of the aisle because he tells the truth. He fights for what he believes in. And everybody knows where he stands. So how about... Uh, having the courage of your convictions. We have these convictions. What's what's the conviction? It's we're saving this effing country again from the conservatives who have consistently tried to destroy it. We we wrested the country from conservative hands, and now they're they're trying to kill us again, and uh, it's a constant battle. So what are we going to do? How many, wor- how many strongly worded letters? How many tweets is it going to be? Nancy tweeting out how she's uh, uh, concerned. Get the hell out of here. You think it'll... T- what? I'm just looking now. Uh, you think now? Oh, Trump is going to see the, the strongly worded tweet from Nancy Pelosi and he'll, he'll fall in line? Get the F out of here. I'm just looking up. Hold on. On Twitter. Nancy. Because she just, she just tweeted something out about her concern. <laughs> Real Donald Trump's plan to accelerate the delivery of military equipment to Saudi Arabia and UAE and to deploy additional U.S. forces to the region is the latest outrageous attempt by the Trump administration to circumvent the bipartisan will of Congress. Okay, well, what the fuck are you doing about it? A tweet? Exactly. The president does not declare war, and he does not de- have, have hold of the purse strings either. This, that was a deliberate um, consideration for the founders because they were used to monarchy. They didn't want the executive to have such control to declare war and to keep it going endlessly. So, okay, Nancy. What else? How many other strongly worded letters? The Trump administration is clearly violating federal statute by blocking the head of U.S. intelligence from providing Congress with a whistleblower complaint described as being of urgent and credible concern. The stonewalling must end. What is the president hiding? The stonewalling must end. Well, it's not going to end, Nancy. 
until you do something about it. You don't think, oh, the people, they're not going to like impeachment. Who gives a shit what those people like? They like a con man. They like a grifter, an anti-democratic, authoritarian, envying dictator, wannabe dictator who received fewer votes. They like that. They like him. He's a racist. He's a misogynist, a sexist, a sexual predator. A con man with a vitamin scheme. With a uh, multi-level marketing vitamin scam not, that peddles non-FDA approved vitamins. That's who he is. He's a monster. He is the clear and present danger to democracy. He, but guess what? Democracy was on the ropes before he got here. Not that these, these DLC Democrats seem to notice. I don't know. I guess it must be all those cocktail parties they've been at in the ivory tower. The air up there must be thin. Maybe Nixon would have been concerned about a, a strongly worded letter. I don't think so, though. What, where the hell are these people coming from? Have they been paying attention? We are under assault. And it's not just the asshole in the Oval Office. It's all of them. The entire Republican Party, they are corrupt. They're enabling the decline and fall of the American Republic. They're going to write this history. The rise and fall of the American Republic. We're in it. We're in the fall. It's unbelievable. And uh, Joe Biden, what the hell did he just say recently? Uh, he, they brought up that he had called Mike Pence a very fine person. Really? He, Mike, that, this is really somebody that needs to go take a rest. Like, enough is enough with this. Oh, uh, exchange at LGBTQ forum reopens questions. Oh, okay. Moderator Liz, Liz Lenz called Biden's comment toward her a little condescending because, well, let me see what happened. Former Vice President Joe Biden, the leading Democratic presidential contender, defended his record on LGBTQ issues at a forum on Friday, but in doing so, once again, raised questions about his, com his comportment towards women. And after a misstatement in which he conflated sexual and gender identities about his understanding of of, of issues that affect queer and gender non-conforming voters. Please, you think he understands? Get at it. Oh, God, no way. Um, let's see. During a forum on LGBTQ issues, 10 Democratic candidates discussed their records on issues affecting the LGBT community, including the Trump administration's transgender military ban, blah, 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 blah. You know, we know. During his session, Biden spoke to Liz Lenz, a columnist for Cedar Rapids Gazette, and worked to remind voters that of his allyship, telling the room he believed in LGBT rights from a young age, and he defended his record on same-sex marriage, reminding the room that he publicly supported it before President Barack Obama did. I didn't have to evolve, he said, in, refer in reference to Obama's famous comments. But Biden's many years of public service has given him a long voting history that left the candidate open to sharp critique. Lenz pressed Biden about his extensive record that, on issues that affect the LGBT community, including don't ask, don't tell, the military policy that banned openly gay people from serving in the military, which he voted for. At times, Biden seemed to struggle with his answer. 
The then-senator helped champion the 1994 crime bill that critics linked today's, to today's mass incarceration, and Lenz asked him about the bill's specific impact on LGBT people of color. In response, Biden tried to argue that inmates should be in prison based on their gender identity rather than on the sex they were signed at birth. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then, what did he say? I'm not trying to turn this into another Biden bash, but... It's not even a bash. It's just when you tell the truth about somebody and it's a bash, then you got to think about that. Let's see. Um, it's not a bash. It's uh, we should be concerned that, that that we're electing as the not electing, not I mean, choosing the right Democratic nominee. So to go up against. Twitler and his and the party of fascist enablers. So I don't believe that Biden is the best. So at the forum, Biden said that this was how one must speak when attempting to reach across the aisle. When you want to get things done. So okay, here let me backtrack. It says Lenz also referred to Biden's comments in February in which he referred to Vice President Mike Pence, a vocal opponent of many LGBTQ rights, of many, how about all, as a decent guy, okay? And then, well, it says in, in parentheses, Biden walked back those comments on Twitter shortly afterwards saying there is nothing decent about being anti-LGBTQ rights. That's because somebody was like, hey, yo, you fucked up. So he walked it back. Yeah, exactly. You don't call someone who is a who's hostile to reality. This is Mike Pence was someone denying treatment of or as far as I remember uh, AIDS treatment on his on his uh, so-called religiosity basis. To, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm not. Am I making sense? Am I saying this correctly? And when he was the governor of Indiana, he had he's he had an abhor an abhorrent record on LGBT rights. And as we know, methinks the lady doth protest too much, for real. When he let me see Indiana. Uh, Yes, a timeline of Mike Pence discrimination. He, Congress should oppose any effort to put gay and lesbian relationships on equal status with heterosexual marriage. This, this, that's a statement that he made. Because, as you know, if you tempt the closet case with, with, your, with, your, uh, with gay marriage, let's say, it's, it's, you, it's too tempting for them. They can't control themselves. You can't normalize quote unquote it for them because it, it is more difficult for them to stay in the closet then so it's it really is a matter of the, of the fact that republicans are cowards or many of them well as we know the large amygdala in the conservative brain makes them want to conform it, it, it takes courage to live an authentic life Especially when you have people like Mike Pence running around declaring you abnormal and uh, trying to legislate against your very existence. 
You know, they've been led to these religious assholes, these faux religious assholes, because it has nothing to do with religi religiosity. It has, or spirituality, or loving humanity so much that you're you, that you want them all to go and have a mansion in heaven you're making you're just making sure that everything on earth is in order so nobody burns in hell that's uh, they would say they do that out of love these idiots but it has nothing to do with love it has to do with control and especially controlling themselves you know like i always say if you don't like a gay marriage don't have a gay marriage you know, if you want to have a legal contract with somebody who has a different set of genitals than you, go for it. The PP pee -pee patrol is out, though, in full effect. They got to see, do you have the right, the appropriate, quote-unquote, combination of, of PPs to, that won't offend their giant sky spook that, for some reason, has... He is super obsessed with peepees. Forget love or commitment or community or or building a life. This one life that you have to live, and what you want to do with it. You want to live with someone. You know, freedom. They want these Republicans want you to be forced into a loveless marriage, or whatever, just to conform to their their view of the world and and they don't want you to tempt them with your authentic life if you're yourself if you're uh, uh just out there living life with no big deal and you just so happen to have a, a legal contract with somebody who has the uh, the same kind of pp as you that's they can't handle that they gotta get you you know they that that's the that's the rugged individual party right i mean that's what they tell us they're such individuals but just try being an individual so in uh 2004 mike pence co-sponsored a, a proponent a proposed amendment to the u.s constitution that would define marriage as solely between one man and one woman i remember that i remember when Bush came out on the, uh, he made an announcement in the middle of the day. I never, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, where the hell do I live? And where, they, they, they talk about the slippery slope all the time. That's the slippery slope where it, that ends in people being murdered, frankly. And they have, thanks to Republicans, because Republicans like to stir up hate, ignorance, division, and they want you to run around saying it's all because your sky spook told you to do it. But it's funny how their God, they have a very puny God, just like they have a puny executive. They have a puny everything. Everything is puny with Republicans. They're very small people. They're, they're very little. So they, they're... Ugh. What was I going to say? I'm just... Uh, it's, it's overwhelming. Okay, let's see. 2015, Governor Pence signed the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in a closed-door ceremony su surrounded by special interest lobbyists. Religious Freedom Restoration? Because there's such... There's, there, there's such persecution of the Christians in this country. 
They're only 78% of the population. I don't know how they stand it. The poor things. Um, let's see. Governor Pence said on ABC's This Week that it was absolutely not a mistake to sign RF the RFRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, throwing Indiana into a 250 million economic panic and putting Indiana's Hoosier hospitality reputation in jeopardy. Because people from other states don't want to do business with the, the, the archaic Indiana. It's not, they want the gay dollars, you know, they don't want to look like idiots as the world evolves and most people know other gay people nowadays, not, it's not as difficult to come out of the closet, so it's, the more that people came out of the closet, the more the average American saw, hey, these are human beings, these are my brothers, my sisters, my mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, these are my friends. And so what? They want to form a marriage contract with somebody who has the same pee-pee. I don't see why I should waste my beautiful mind on that. To quote Barbara Bush, as you would do, as one does. So, but that's who, uh, I was going to say Mike Pence, Joe Biden thinks is uh, a decent guy. Real decent. Decent guy. This is what I'm saying. He wants to reach across the aisle. So how do you reach across the aisle and work with somebody who who supports a bill to add an amendment banning same-sex marriage to Indiana's Constitution? So how do you work across the aisle? Let's halfway ban it, maybe? Get in the middle. Let's go to the middle of the road there. You know, the center, the the sane center. How we always hear how it's you can compromise, like an Amy Klobuchar or uh, or Joe Biden. They want to compromise and work with the Republicans. How are you going to work with them? So only ban. I don't know. Oh, I remember how they were thinking they were going to have civil unions. That's what it was. You couldn't have a marriage because that was a religious institution. Apparently, you could you could have maybe a civil. I support civil unions. Remember that when the Democrats were for civil unions, not for not all Democrats, not for a just a normal effing do the right thing, equal protection under the law. What part of that don't they understand? It's always the pandering. I'm so sick of this pandering. And that's how this republic is going to die for good. It's going to die death by a thousand panders. Thank you, Democrats, for reaching across the aisle and pandering to the wrong side of history. Because you don't have the courage to stand up to what's right. Oh, we want to get what's, we want to be able to do what's right. What do they say? Uh, Get it done. What are you getting done, too? That's the other thing the Republicans, I mean, the Democrats talk about. Oh, I want I don't want to overpromise something. I want to be able to get things done. Well, guess what? And rather than saying get things done, what are you getting done in this broken ass system? Just say, look, we're not going to be able to get a goddamn thing done until we fix the broken system that prevents us from doing the right thing. So, for like for example, Elizabeth Warren, at least she's talking about that. 
Well, Joe Biden's out there talking about corn pop, having a having a, a razor fight with corn pop at the pool. Unbelievable. And how he's going to reach across the island. I, island. I wish they were on an island. I'd vote them the goddamn off the island. Reach across the island. I want, I want to reach across the island and get the hell out of here. So, it's unreal. Reaching across the island. That's, I'm getting, uh, it's getting me insane. And that, this is why we don't have nice things in this country. This is why the republic is failing. Because where it, it's lost in the sauce of bullshit compromise. We can't compromise with snakes. You can't compromise with oligarchs. You can't compromise with fascists and people who want to destroy the very fabric of this country, of what we are. What does it mean to be an American? It used to mean that we, we believed in democracy, that we defended democracy, remember? We went to wor- wor- World War, goddammit, in World War I, because we were making the world safe for democracy, supposedly. Of course, that was bullshit, but you know what I mean. Exactly, Mark C says on the YouTube chat. Reach across the aisle to slap them silly. That's about it. That's the only way you want to reach across. To smack them in the face, metaphorically. Maybe uh, slap a couple of Democrats, some DLCers, to wake them up. Because you're, you're not going to get anything done. What are you getting done? That's the other thing. We want to we wanna work to get things done. What are you getting done when you're compromising with a bunch of fascists? Are you going to only put... Well, we know what happened with, uh, with Nancy Pelosi when, they, when she just passed the Republican budget without, with no concessions, nothing. No, they, they, she just passed it. Nothing to protect migrants at the border, nothing. That was compromise. That's a democratic version of compromise. You compromise to evil. Just f- continuously fund the endless war and do nothing to help anybody that is, has, their, has a boot on their goddamn neck. But, yes, let's compromise with, with, the, with the fascists who, have, who, don't, who don't know anything about reality. They don't believe in this country. They hate this country. They hate America. They hate an American republic, democratic republic, okay? They hate this. I know that, you know, does that, is this hyperbole? No. Show me where a, dem, where a republican is advancing the cause of democracy, is protection, protecting democracy. What are they doing except limiting people's right to vote, tr- kicking people off the voting rolls, installing uh, con men into the highest offices in the land despite receiving fewer votes. They're doing nothing to make it uh, our elections legitimate. They're inviting foreign interference in our election. And what are, and it's not just Twitter, because the Republicans are all aware of what's going on. They are saying nothing. They're silent. They should be just as alarmed. If they really cared about this country and they were, wanted to preserve 
the grand experiment in liberal democracy, what would happen? They would say, fuck this party. F the Republican Party. I'm here for America. And, and this is not going, it's not sustainable they, that, that we have a con man who is dragging us into a, a system that the founders fought a revolution to escape. You don't t- just thumb your nose at Congress and get away with it. You ignore subpoenas. You, when you're, when uh, people are subpoenaed to testify, you, you tell them, you order them not to show up. Bullshit. They should all be in jail. All of the people that did not show up and then Corey Lewandowski for sitting there like an asshole and putting on a show for the Fox News crowd and his audience of one in the White House who does nothing but sit around watching television. And Republicans are like, oh, this is the greatest president that ever lived because that's how stupid they are. That's how much they hate this country. They're, no, they, they're lazy enough to, I mean, they're just lazy. They don't want to think. Let the con man think for them and, ju- and tell them s- stories. Whisper bullshit in their ears so they can go back to sleep. That's what it is. Oh, greatest economy ever, ever, ever. Repeat after me. I am the greatest president. No one works harder. You are getting sleepy. Greatest presidents for blacks. No, I'm not racist. I love clean air. I love clean water. As the emission standards are lowered. As and on, on top of it, I just read the story about how they are they're undoing. Now, okay, I don't eat meat, as people know. But for people who do, good luck, honey. Good luck. Because the Republicans just made it easier for, uh, for the food supply to get to be poisoned. And I mean, it's just a disgusting... The, I'm trying to find the article here. The, and it's also... It's, 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 de- it's deplorable, honestly. That's why they're deplorable. Besides being a bunch of racist freaks and fascists, they're deplorable because they're, they hate humanity. They hate animals. They, they're, they're gluttons. They're, they're freaks. Where the hell is it? I have all these damn things open, and I prepare everything, and then when the show goes, it's all up. It goes up in the air. Where the hell is it? Oh, yes, here it is. In another giveaway, or, well, to me, it's an offense to decency, dignity, and democracy. The, the Trump administration and the Republicans will allow pork plants to reduce the number of Department of Ag- Agriculture line inspectors assigned to them. So they, what, it, what that means, they're going to let the pork industry, which is the pig murdering industry, basically, uh, police themselves. They, they, this is what's going on in general across the country in all corporations, the, whether it's the Department of Labor, the, any department, any, any corporation uh, in this country, what the, the watchdogs, the, the government watchdogs that we put in place as a democratic society to protect uh, ourselves from corporate greed 
they they have nothing but flunkies at the at the heads of these industries and they're undoing all kinds of regulations and one of the things they've been implementing across the board is self-regulation we know how well that works out you just self-report and the and of course they there's nobody checking either so all across the country people are getting hurt on the job and there's no inspectors going to going to find out what happened people are losing limbs in these factories nobody they're not going to check on them just to make sure it doesn't happen it's happening because it's really a wild west out there now and the latest in the fire hose of of this of deregulation which of course these asshole republicans at the trump nuremberg rallies they're all cheer oh i got rid of regulations well good luck i hope all of these trump anzies eat a lot of pork i really do we know they do because they're they're disgusting gluttons and they just want to shove whatever the hell into their mouths unconsciously as fast as they can but they on top of the the fact that it's inhumane so now they're going they reduced the you it's it's also in it's inhumane on different levels for for one thing they're they are allowing the uh the number of pigs murdered in an hour or whatever the time frame is the, the it's increased so they could just keep kill 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 just keep, kill kill them as fast as you can don't worry about if you're killing them humanely just murder them, ha, ha, you know, bloodbath, fast, kill them, murder, 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 fast. And that takes a toll on the humans doing the murdering. So they, uh, but who cares? Because there's no inspectors there to see the, that anymore. And to, and who can you complain to? You don't like it? Get another job. Fuck off. Right? And maybe you'll maybe you'll pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry a con man like Melania, something like that. Do that. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. God damn it. Marry some grifter or you'll come up with a scam or a vitamin scam or a or an airline. You'll come up with a magazine, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. Some get uh, your daddy to loan you a small loan of uh, 250 million and you won't have to pay it back <sighs> yes so yeah the Trump administration will allow pork plants which means murdering pigs uh, to reduce the number of Department of Agriculture line inspectors assigned to them and run their slaughter lines without any speed limit could you imagine the vile this on that alone honestly these factory farms are there it's it's repugnant thinking about just even thinking about that the slaughter lines without any speed limit and you as we know pigs are intelligent creatures they're smarter than your house cat they're smarter than your dogs so they know what's coming and it's it's disgusting to us as it, it, if that doesn't hurt your soul as a human being to think of that it i don't know then we're all doomed frankly because this is a reflection on us how much you you got to kill fast 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 faster doesn't matter how how inhumane it is 
And you're also, it's also inhumane to the person doing the killing. This is like a soul crusher. For fuck's sake. And so, uh, this is what you're gonna be able to eat now. And it's not, it's not only, uh, the, the speed. It's, there's the USA, USDA inspectors are saying, it's not when, it's not a matter of if it, there will be repercussions as far as sicknesses coming out of these plants where people are going to eat contaminated corpses of pigs or meat, as you call it. But they, uh, it, it's a matter of when it will happen. That's, uh, it's, that's why we have inspectors. That's why we have regulations. Because we, the people, as a society, we get to come together and elect our representatives and say, we don't want to be that kind of society. We don't want to be a society that has a fucking murder assembly line going at top speed with no, with no limits. We, they put the limits on it because of the, of the people on the line that were doing this work, which, whatever, it's horrible. It's just awful, really. So but that's Sonny Purdue for you. And, uh, oh, well, he released a statement. This regulatory change allows us to ensure food safety while eliminating outdated rules. Of course he had to put that in there. We are ensuring food safety. How are you ensuring food safety when you're taking away the safety inspectors and the regulations that we put in there to ensure food safety? I hate these people. And if you, if you don't hate these people, there's something wrong with you. And uh, Republicans are disgusting. They're evil bastards. They're evil, unconscious ghouls. And that's exhibit A. Disgusting. They're, they're not ensuring food safety. They're ensuring that people are gonna get sick and die. We know how, how pork, um, you, could, you could die from contaminated pork. These fucking idiots. Unbelievable. Uh, somebody's writing on this, on this Twitter. You want poorer people to pay higher prices for food thanks to higher regulatory costs. Dems have run poor areas of the U.S. for decades and keep them poor. Who are these fucking idiots? See, that's the, that's the line that they're, oh, we want poor people to, no, we want poor people. We want everybody not to die from the, the food that they eat in this country. We want to have a civilization standards that when you can when you eat something you could be assured that you're not going to drop dead from it because we're a great nation i hate republicans this is some idiot on twitter dems dems want poor people like to pay higher food prices bullshit thanks to regulatory co no asshole we don't want people to die and we also don't want the animals that are giving their lives for human sustenance to suffer before they die give them a fucking break you disgusting ghoul i i mean god why don't they secede really will you please all of you secede Republicans, get out of this country 
that we are trying to make work for all. You don't believe in it. You don't like it. You don't like the diversity. You never liked anything about this country from the beginning. All a bunch of Benedict Arnolds running to the king. Wah, wah, they didn't treat me nice. So unfair. That was Benedict Arnold's cry, too. Oh, he was passed over for promotion. Wah, wah, fucking wah. Let me be a traitor. You goddamn tedious snowflakes. But you don't care about anybody else. We're all a bunch of snowflakes because we give a shit about the world that we live in. That's called being strong and not being an asshole on top of it. Try, you should try it sometime, Republicans. You weak, weak little whiny little bitches. Traitors to boot, too. You're not even tr- selling out to anyone with, uh, who you could look up to. That's the other thing. There's nothing to aspire to. You, when you look at Trump or any of these Republicans and you, you continuously vote for them, like a Jim Jordan, that's, a, that's an amazing uh, you know, person you want to be, or a Trump, or a Donald Trump Jr. These are just vile people. For God's sakes, they're just horrible human beings, and they... They know that they are, so they have to project their, their manias on us and call us snowflakes when they're the most snowiest of flakes on the block. Who never stops whining about how unfair everything is, this asshole? Don't, not unfair to the pigs that got to get murdered, like, five a second. Oh, it's unfair. Wow, everybody's being, they're treating me unfair. Who's that? That's your, your dumb bitch in the White House, Republicans. Wow, so unfair. I had everything handed to me. I was born on third base, hitting, thinking I hit a triple. Uh, my daddy gave me $250,000 when I was four years old. And then I got $250 million. But it wasn't enough, so I had to fake invoices so I could siphon money from my daddy's account after I got bankrupt six times over in a casino. I don't know how the hell I did that. For fuck's sake. My God. But wow, it's so unfair. Yes, it is unfair, Twitler. But not in the way... They think it's unfair. It's unfair that we have a system that props up a con man and his, and his enablers. <sighs> and Nancy Pelosi, what are you going to do about it? I'm, so, I'm tired of screaming at Nancy Pelosi and her saying, it's not worth it. I, oh, oh, I'm outraged. You know why this continues? It is because of Nancy Pelosi, because there is no unified message. Now, if you know that, uh, you know that if the shoe is on the other foot, what do you think Republicans would be doing? They would be into the second year of impeachment hearings now, right? It would be that, 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 that that's out of, that's not even a question. But the fact that Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, Jerry Nadler and the Democrats, they're so 
indecisive and no, they're not on the same page. And then when Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, oh, feel free to leak this. I'm not happy about what, what, what's going on in Jerry Nadler's hearings or whatever. Feel free to leak this. The, all of that internal dis, uh, you know, miscommunication, that dissension, uh, all of the uh, of the of the Sturm and Drang or whatever the saying is about how oh are we impeaching me no he's not worth it we'll impeach him at the election bullshit he when you commit a crime you get impeached mother effer and if you're not going to impeach the criminal then take impeachment out of the constitution and let's have a constitutional convention about removing impeachment for f sakes it's what's it gonna take, Nancy? Now it comes out that he's he's holding tax dollars that uh, go, that are supposed to go to the Ukraine or Ukraine now, right? Because he wants Ukraine, he wants outside help for his election. Now imagine if Obama did that or any Democrat did that. He's, uh, you know, uh, Ukraine. If you're listening, it's bad enough. He's got uh, Russia helping him. Now we have another outside foreign, uh, you know, it's not even, it's not the dictators. It's uh, the fact is he's being a bully using our tax dollars. This is called extortion. And that's a crime. It's all criminal. And for Nancy Pelosi to be indecisive and to say, oh, they're not going to like, the people don't like that. Who gives a shit what they like? These are idiots wearing a stupid red hat that says, make America great again. These are dumbasses going to rallies, listening to a con man riff about how hard everything's been and how great he is. It's unreal. A racist asshole, a stream of consciousness. This, this is what they they waited online to hear. They're yelling at the press, calling them the enemy of the people. My God. And Nancy Pelosi is sitting there saying, oh, uh, he's not worth it? How much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? I've been asking that question for years. We have a couple more minutes before we do the break, unless I do the break early. It's my show. I could do the break early. Why don't I do that? Because I want to talk about the Candace Owens white nationalism house hearing or whatever, the spectacle, the, another spectacle that the Republicans turned, turned into a shit show because they don't give a shit. They like white nationalism. They love it. They need it. They're cultivating it. And Candace Owens is the perfect human shield for their bigotry. So they had a hearing and they invited, well, I'll talk about it. Well, we're going to do the break now, I think, so I can get some more tea. I feel my voice going. I always, I'm getting like a raspy voice. So, as I always say, become a patron. If you want to keep the show going, we need patrons. You want to keep the website going. You want us to continue creating liberal content to fight this shit. Then we need your support. So become a patron at patreon.com slash realtaradevlin. You can also buy merch. You can share the show with your friends. Please make sure to subscribe to the show. We need more subscribers. We need more of everything. That's how it goes. I'm just going to make some tea, and then we'll see you on the other side. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you in about eight minutes.
Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. We make forecasts. We don't deal with politics. Trump's repeated lies about Hurricane Dorian balloon into full-blown credibility crisis for NOAA. Grand Bahama right now is dead. Dorian's death toll in the Bahamas potentially in the thousands. Plus... Trump DOJ opens antitrust probe into automakers' deal with California. Ah, the art of the corrupt antitrust probe. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The day we we landed in Miami for the debate, uh, 40,000 acres of a swamp was on fire. Wait, is Jay Inslee talking about the Everglades? or the Trump administration. Take your pick. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I guess we are now at that point in the Trump administration when he's actually lying about the weather. Yes, unfortunately, that is where we are. But first, Hurricane Dorian is finally headed out to the open ocean after absolutely devastating islands in the Bahamas and grinding along the east coast of the United States. Dorian has now entered the record books as one of the longest duration hurricanes ever recorded. In the Bahamas, rescue and relief efforts are intensifying as personnel and supplies arrive. At least 50 are now confirmed dead as of airtime, but the Bahamas Press reports that the final death toll is likely to be much, much higher because thousands remain unaccounted for. And the Trump administration, meanwhile, is denying desperate Bahamian evacuees without documents from entering the United States. Of course he is. Tens of thousands of people are in need of help. Why would the United States want to help them at all? while Donald Trump is our president. Here in the United States, President Trump's fixation on his false claim that Alabama would be impacted by Hurricane Dorian has now ballooned into a credibility crisis for NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which oversees the nation's weather agencies. The Birmingham, Alabama Office of the National Weather Service corrected Trump's disinformation that had panicked residents. Then Trump doctored a National Weather Service map with a Sharpie to justify his false claims. Now, falsifying an official weather report is illegal. Then, in a statement, NOAA sided with Trump against its own scientists and admonished the Birmingham office for its accurate forecast. Now, new internal documents show NOAA appointees warned staff not to contradict Trump. Trump Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross reportedly threatened to fire top NOAA officials if they didn't publicly disavow the accurate Birmingham office forecast. Now, the acting chief scientist of NOAA, Craig McLean, has opened an investigation, calling the agency's actions, quote, political and a danger to public health and safety. So NOAA is going to investigate itself and its own leadership? Leadership somehow? NOAA scientists are going to investigate NOAA political appointees. And NOAA scientists are probably going to get fired for that. It's very possible. It's bad enough to lie to Americans about a life-threatening weather event, but this is deadly serious for the administration to undermine the public's trust in weather forecasts as unbiased, accurate, and not politicized. 
Well, there is nothing left but the weather at this point to be politicized by this administration. At the annual meeting of the National Weather Association on Monday, Association President Paul Schlatter pushed back. We make forecasts. We don't deal with politics. I mean, our, our job is to protect the American public with the weather information we, we pass around. So, of course, it's frustrating when things get politicized, when we're, we're the scientists and the communicators that are delivering the message uh, for weather safety. In other news, remember that special deal that four major car makers had negotiated with the state of California? Yes, I do. They set fuel economy rules that are higher than the standards that the Trump EPA has proposed rolling back. Well, now the Trump Department of Justice has launched an antitrust probe into whether those four car makers violated antitrust laws by agreeing with California to follow higher tailpipe emission standards. You know, I'm all in favor of using antitrust laws uh, to break up these huge corporations, to break up collusion between the corporations. But the Trump administration seems to be using this for political purposes only, period, not to bring actual justice. Finally, there is some good news. Marriott Hotels, the world's largest hotel chain, plans to eliminate those little single-use plastic shampoo and lotion bottles and shift to refillable large dispensers at its 7,000 properties worldwide by the end of next year. The move will keep nearly 2 million pounds of plastic, that's about 500 million tiny bottles every year, from ending up in landfills. So that's about the best news we can have. We're getting rid of those tiny shampoo bottles. Yeah. We'll take what we can get. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1830. That was the day that the Reverend Richard Allen brought black leaders together at his mother Bethel AME Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They met to discuss the rising white violence and discrimination toward black free residents in northern cities. Forty people answered Allen's call, representing seven states. The delegates included many of the leading black ministers and abolitionists of the day. Those who attended risked personal harm as white mobs threatened the delegates. Due to the danger, the group met in secret starting on September 15th. Then, on this day, they began open sessions. For five days, the delegates considered multiple responses to the conditions black northerners faced. They founded the American Society for Free Persons of Color for improving their conditions in the United States, for purchasing lands, and for establishment of a settlement in the province of Canada. The organization emphasized pushing for legal protections for black residents in the United States. They focused on education as a means of uplifting and improving the lives of black citizens. But delegates also supported the idea of an outlet to Canada for those black families who wanted to leave for their safety. The National Convention reconvened several times over the next three decades. Multiple meetings were held at the state and local levels. These meetings gave black leaders a chance to devise coordinated strategies to stand up against the increasing violence and restrictive laws of the North and to call for an end of slavery in the South. One outcome of these meetings was the founding of labor schools to train black students in the skilled trades as a means to gain economic independence. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com.
All right, everyone, thanks for sticking around, and welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin, and we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 on Progressive Voices. And give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps. Remember to subscribe and share with your friends. I want to thank everyone who's a patron. So please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep this show going. Keep the website going. That's the way, that's what it boils down to. And if we don't have patrons eventually, honestly, I'm not just saying this, but I have to reassess. So um, I, for the me in the meantime, I want to thank Anthony, Cynthia, Damask Cats. I think I'm, I'm saying that wrong. All right. Daniel, Deborah. Dwayne, Gail, George, Glenn Karen, Hi-Fi Guy, Haiku, James, Jane, Jim, Joan, Joey, John, Kathleen, Katie, Kay, Mark, Martin, Mary, Michael D, Michael L B, Michael L D, Paradu, Paul M B, Peter, Randall, Sam. Susan, Teresa, and Tony. Hopefully, we'll get to the point where there'll be too many names to list. We ha and then we'll we'll have to have some Patreon only patron patron only events. It's a matter of time. That it is what it is. If we we have to get more patrons, then I'll have the time to do patron only events and keep the website going and keep the show going. Frankly, all right. I also want to thank Stephen Lee for the super chat. I saw that just now. Thank you so much. That's you're really amazing and uh, and a consistent supporter. Um, I see that and I really can't do it without you. So thank you. What else? What else? What do we have here? Okay, I wanted to talk about Candace Owens, who is a grifter, and we. This is what we're up against. That this is why I ask you to support the show. I'm not just talking about the, uh, you know, oh, this is for me. It's for. I really believe that w if we do not have an independent liberal media, we're going. It's over. It's done. Oh, okay. And but the right wing knows that. That's why they fund their their conservative pundits or whatever and they're not even conservative anymore they, they, i wish they were conservative they're not conserving anything they're dragging us back to the to, to the dark ages they're not it's not conserving they're not conserving they're grifters they're regressives and the right wing they that's what they have on us they understand that because they don't have anything in reality to boast about so they need platforms wherever someone goes so now they understand that people are going on to they're going online they're going on twitter they're going on facebook youtube and they're get consuming media that way so they are funding their right wing these uh, internet celebrities i suppose and they're elevating them to the, uh, an incredible status, include that uh, up to and including onto the national stage, just like they did with Sarah Palin, who, although she was a governor, was she was a grifter too. She should have stayed in her little town, but that's she's a grifter. 
when you you go from the governor's mansion to a reality TV show or running for VP to a reality TV show, Sarah Palin's Alaska, get the hell out of here. Then she had her daughter. Her daughter did a, a reality TV show. These are grifters. They're, they're attention sponges. I do this show because I believe in it, and I believe it's necessary to save this effing country. I don't know. I care about the country, even though I'm always wanting to leave it. <laughs> I say to myself, I got to get the hell out of here. When I'm thinking rationally, I suppose, but my, I was born here, and I love this country. I believe in the promises in the founding documents. I believe the country has potential. We've never actualized it. All of the, fa- all of the, found- the promises in the founding documents were, are, are aspirational. And the closer we get to actualizing them, that's the, the more the conservatives fight back. They don't want to have a country that works for all. But, th- okay, the reason I'm saying this is, I don't know if you guys saw, the, this week the House Democrats because they're in the majority, had a hearing on white supremacy in America. And they called various experts. And, and, and white supremacy is a problem, as we know, because there are a lot of Trump-inspired white supremacists running around with AR-15s or whatever the hell, murdering people, writing manifestos, these little white cowards writing manifestos about how they want to kill everybody for not recognizing their superiority or something. And so, well, let's see. The Democrats had... I have a ditch. Um, had Kat- Katrina Mulligan, Managing Director for National Security and International Policy at the Center for American Progress. They had Joshua... Geltzer, Director of Institute for for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection from Georgetown Law, and Kathleen Bellew, Assistant Professor of U.S. History at the University of Chicago. And the Republicans had Candace Owen, college dropout, grifter, to, to testify at the white supremacy hearing and it was a it's a fact-finding hearing this is what the the congress does we learn about something we call in experts to speak about it but the republicans are grifters and they called in a grifter and she's she's a person of color a black person and they that one of their tactics nowadays as we see it's probably always not just nowadays is to use people of color, African-Americans, whatever the, uh, the minor- minority du jour as a human shield for Republican bigotry. That's all they have. Republicans are racists. We know that their standard bearer is a racist. For, at the core, not only he's, is he a bigot, he, ha- he holds racist, bigoted views, he is, has the power to, to actualize them, to inflict them on the nation, as he is doing. He's trying all that he can, because Republicans hate this country, as you know. They, this is a nation of immigrants, and they hate that. 
Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to bang on the mic there. So they they want to transform it into uh, a, some kind of bloodline. That's the that's what's so weird about this country, about the Republicans. That that's why I always say that they hate this country because. Just remember in Charlottesville when all the Nazis were the, the, were rallying what Republicans call very fine people, when they were rallying, when they murdered a person for standing up to their racist not, you know, Nazi ideology, they were they were they were chanting the Nazis were chanting blood and soil, blood and soil, which was something that the Nazis used to chant. But what the hell are they talking about, blood and soil? I'm sure. If we interviewed each of the idiots who were holding their, their tiki torches high, we would find out that they're one, two generations from somewhere else. I'm sure their ancestors didn't come off the Mayflower. If they did, it's few and far between. Even if they did, they're still an immigrant to this country. They're not native to this country. Blood and soil. This is the only country that is formed around an idea not blood and soil. So, Candace Owens is a grifter. And there's, let me, let me get this article that I, I found. I found it very interesting. It, it, was, it was an embarrassment. And it goes to show you that Republicans, they don't give a shit about doing anything about white supremacy. They don't want to address any problem for real. They want to cause another, they, they want more division in the country. They want somebody to, um, to get some more time on Fox News. They want to turn the entire proceeding into a farce. And that's what they did. By merely inviting this moron, they turned it into a farce. Wait, Candace. I have some clips here. Here's, let, let's just play how she introduced herself. Let's see. Thank you, Chairman, for the opportunity to testify. Um, I just I want to testify just as a, a black American today. And uh, I want to first off by saying that white supremacy is indeed real. Uh, but despite the media's obsessive coverage of it, it represents an isolated, uncoordinated, and fringe occurrence uh, within America. It's a fringe occurrence that is being used, in my opinion, by Democrats to scare Americans into giving up their votes to a party that can no longer win based on simple ideas, which is why we're seeing so many of these hearings back to back, despite other threats that are facing this nation. I want to reiterate that point. So that you see what she said, I want to, I want to testify. I'm, testify. I'm here today as a black American. That's her, that's her human shield. She's a black, she has no absolutely no other qualification to be there and this is what republicans do they are the party of identity politics it doesn't matter uh of what the reality is what the statistics are she's a black american so she knows it's all about her the the center of the universe is a very crowded place filled with republicans but the thing is the this Candace Owens is a fraud. She's a complete grifter. She is, in fact, she started. I think she was trying to find her way in the grift, trying to figure out a grift. And she understood. She came to believe that the that the the best route for her was to be a black American 
conservative, okay? So, so-called conservative, because they're not conserving sh- nothing. They're conserving nothing but, but aristocracy. So, um, she started as, um, as an anti-Trump website, in fact, and in fact, the other thing that she did was um, she now calls the NAACP one of the worst groups for black people. She is really uh, she's great for for the Republican Party. You see what I'm saying? She takes all of their talking points and spews them back out at them. She's the, she's their mirror. She's their black friend. But she is a human shield. So she'll take whatever the Republicans are saying, what, whatever bullshit they're peddling, and she spews it back at them, and they label her a genius. You understand? She's, she's got nothing. She doesn't stand on anything. She is a grifter. And her claim to fame is that she's a black American willing to tout the lies of the Republican conservatives who want to oppress her people who are actively attacking people just like her. So as a black American, that's how she testifies. So it's uh, anything that happens to her means it happens to everybody. So let's see. Um, she also sued and she came to the public, um, consciousness. Not really. I mean, that's a, I'm being generous saying that, but she got some press, let's say, a couple of years ago. When she was, well, 10 years ago. She's 29 years old. That's the other thing. That's what the Republicans do, too. They like pretty young spokesmodels for, their, for the aristocracy. And the, the, she's, she, it's like all of them. They don't have a leg to stand on. All, if, you, if you just compare the other witnesses at the panel... To her, it's a joke, and all she has is this faux outrage, this conservative faux outrage that how dare Democrats even question her. Let me let me just play um, Ted Lieu kind of calls her out. Minority party gets to select its own witnesses, and of all the people that Republicans could have selected, they picked Candace Owens. I don't know Miss Owens. I'm not going to characterize her. I'm going to let her own words do the talking. So I'm going to play for you the first 30 seconds of a statement she made about Adolf Hitler. I agree. I, I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned um, by elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I, what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in, at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist, but if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is, is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be... You see, she, if, if Hitler only stayed local, he wanted to globalize. So she, it's a warning against globalism. If he only wanted to make Germany great again and not spread out... You know, it's okay that he was disappearing people in the night. It's okay. Nationalism is fine. Fascism is great. One, even more. Corporatism, it's all interconnected. Rah, rah, rah. It's all about loving one's country, right? Loving one's country to the point where you're willing to murder 
the those who can't get on the Trump train. Oh, I mean, uh, the uh, the Nazi train. It's the same thing. Here's this is uh, the end of the story. So now, what happens with? Let me just resume this last video because Candace, when she's called on her shit for because that's who she is she doesn't have a grasp on history she is a college dropout who found her niche in the grifting game and she found a good she really uh it goes to show you that republicans will buy any bullshit is it's nothing but cognitive dissonance meets the Dunning-Kruger effect. As long as you mirror exactly the ideology or, or the information, they think that they already have their own biases, their own their own bullshit. Then you 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 will be up there on Fox News. They will give you, they will fund you. They will give you a spotlight. They'll r- give you a ghostwriter and pump out books for you and elevate you to the point where they bring you in front of a congressional hearing a, on a serious topic, but uh, that uh, where you have absolutely no business being. So instead of having anything consciously intelligent to say, she goes into her standard faux outrage. Yes, um, I think it's pretty apparent that uh, Mr. Liu believes that black people are stupid and will not uh, pursue the full clip in its entirety. He purposely presented an an extracted clip. Witness will suspend for a moment. It is not proper to refer disparagingly or to a member of the committee. Uh, The witness will not do that again. Witness may continue. Sure, even though I was called despicable. Um, Witness may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You, you didn't listen to what I said. May I continue? Please. As I said, he is assuming that black people will not go pursue the full two-hour clip, and he purposefully extracted, he cut off, and you didn't hear the question that was asked. Okay, so you're supposed to go and listen to her saying that Hitler would have been cool if he didn't, ex- he didn't spread out into the world? We, you didn't listen to the full two-hour clip in context? How do you get a context of that? We heard exactly what she was saying. He was fine. Nationalism's great. He didn't, uh, if, uh, if only he didn't spread out. Yes, and look at the outrage. The, whether or such... not I believed that Hitler was a, whether I, or not I believed in nationalism and that nationalism was bad. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing Hitler as a nationalist. He was a homicidal, psychopathic maniac that killed his own people. A nationalist would not kill their own people. That is exactly really? what I was referring to in the clip. And he purposely wanted to give you a cut up similar to what they do to Donald She's an ignorant, she's just an ignorant sellout to uh, you know she's getting paid this is what really pisses me off about uh, and i talk about it a lot on the show too because we're trying to get funded and stuff but we don't get the same amount of funding in any way shape or form as the conservatives give to themselves i am sure she's she's getting funded by i mean she they're pulling her onto fox news she is now the uh, uh, the center of attention. She, we know that 
you know, they're going to give her a lot of airtime now. And let me just continue what she's saying. Hold on. Because, well, whatever. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. He's coming. Um, to create a different narrative that was unbelievably dishonest, and he did not allow me to respond to it, which is worrisome, and to tell you a lot about where people are today in terms of trying to drum up narratives. By the way, I would like to also add that I work for Prager University, which is run by an Orthodox Jew, and a single Democrat showed up to the embassy opening in Jerusalem. I saw... What the f... You hear what she's saying? It's all of this distraction. I work for this whatever institute, which is run by an Orthodox Jew. Like, that is your cred. It's the same... It's such It's such inane bullshit. It has nothing to do with the, the statistics on white nationalism. It's now devolved into a hearing about whether Candace Owens uh, knows what the fuck she's talking about or not. ...plane for 18 hours to make sure that I was there. I'm so, and now she's talking about how she, she loves... Jews, because she went to the opening of the embassy that Twitler moved because he's stirring up bullshit in the Middle East, and that means she can't like Hitler? No, honey. Uh, no, not, it doesn't. And I, I got to show you another... Wait, where is this? All you got to see to know that this is a, is a game is Jim Jordan. Well... well I'll just play this clip. Hold on. Number one, father absence. Number two, the education system and the illiteracy rate. Illegal immigration ranks high. Abortion ranks high. White What's with this anger, too? The, I mean, that's her stance. She's just so angry about what? That they're being... It's the, it's the questioning her on her bullshit. So she goes right into the defensive mode of, oh, I'm, uh, it's a tactic. Because she doesn't have any facts. I'm seeing white nationalism, if I had to make a list again of 100 things, would not be on it. This hearing, in my opinion, is a farce. And it is ironic that you're sitting here and you're having three... Like, who the fuck is she? Oh, this is, wait, wait, where she gets to the meat of the matter. You're sitting here and you're nope. having three Caucasian people testify and tell you what their expertise are. Do I know what my expertise are? Black in America. I've been black in America my whole <laughs> life, all 30 years. And I can wow, whoopee-doo. It's just like the KKK, on, a, on the other hand, because their greatest accomplishment on earth is being born white. So her greatest accomplishment is that she's black in America. So therefore, she knows all everything about being black in America, even though she's sitting up there spewing nonsense, bullshit, say the 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 party line of the of the oppressor. Congratulations, Candace Owen, of all of the representatives that the the of uh, of whatever the conservative black what movement, if that's even a thing that they could have chosen, they got themselves a grade A grifter to, to give them some great, uh, some great conversation on Fox News. She's black in America. That, they, so the, two, the three experts on the panel are white. Even though they're trained, these are people that went to school, they have college degrees, they're teaching courses, they're, they're researchers, they know what the fuck they're talking about. She's black in America, so she wins by osmosis. It's like Twitler. He's a great deal maker because it's in his genes. These are 
black in America. I've been black in America my whole life, all 30 years, and I can tell you, Ooh, that you guys all 30 of something every four years ahead of an election cycle, and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Look at Jim Jordan. Now, this is all you need to know. Look at his fucking face. You see? Wait, let me just zoom in there. He knows this is a game. He knows it's a scam. He has absolutely no interest in getting to the bottom of white nationalism, of working on the, the, the problems that we face as a nation, of a di in a diverse nation of 350 million diverse people. He has no interest in keeping people safe, secure, of working for the entire population, uh, people who may not look like him. He knows it's a, it's a joke to him. Look at that fucking face. Don't, I mean, talk about a smackable face, figuratively. They just, it's a game to them. And meanwhile, right now, Nazis are, who knows what they're doing. They're threatening people. They're building bombs. They're plotting the next, uh, you know, instance of making America great. Unbelievable. But let's talk about Candace Owens a little bit more because she is the personification of the scam that is the Republican Party. They hate this country, and that's and all they need are are those who are stupid enough, immoral enough, and greedy enough to go along with the grift. That's it. You know, you gotta have you you have enablers when you're a con man, right? That somebody's in the crowd. Oh, I tried that 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 miracle cure, and look at me now. It's this. It's the same. So they need Candace Owens. She's a grifter who's following the money. And I'm looking at this article written by News One, the staff at News One, and they, they detail, they, well, I think they, they put it best when they said she's doing her best to become the next Amarosa. However, even Owens' antics seem too extreme for the former White House staffer. That's the truth. Nonetheless, conservatives appear to be fall falling for her stunts, which have resulted in fame for the 30-year-old and a platform for her to spit her hate from. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Here's one. She First of all, Owens now calls the NAACP one of the worst groups for black people, even though the organization helped her win a racial discrimination lawsuit in, in, uh, when she was at school. Right? In 2007, she accused some white boys, well, well before she dropped out, because she's a, she's a dropout uh, of college. So. In 2007, she accused some white boys of racially harassing and threatening to kill her. Owens claimed the boys were the son of then-Stanford Mayor Daniel Malloy, Connecticut's former governor. Because of the NAACP, Owens received a settlement of $37,500 from Stanford Public Schools. The Scott's, Scott X. Easdale, the Connecticut NAACP president who helped Owen win her lawsuit, was shocked to hear that she had become a conservative. Eds, Edsdale told Mike that, M-I-C, Mike, we're very saddened and disappointed in her. It seems to me that she's now trying to play to, different, to a different type of demographic. That's the truth. 
What does that mean? Polymath. Someone says, Dara is a polymath. What does that mean? What is polymath? Is that a bad word? Oh, that's a very nice word. <laughs> it does kind of defeats what you just said. A person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning. I never heard that word before. In all of my book learning, all my highfalutin book learning, I never learned that word. Thank you for introducing me to another word. All right, where is the... Where is this? Okay, then... Uh, he also said the same thing of Clarence Thomas. Okay, blah, blah, blah. In May 2018, BuzzFeed reported that Candace Owens was the CEO of an anti-Trump liberal-leaning website called Degree 180. Owens wrote in 2015 that it was good news that the Republican Tea Party will eventually die off peacefully in their sleep, we hope. Degree 180 also talked about Trump's penis size and him being a racist with an immigrant wife. The site reportedly shut down by the end of 2016, and Owens magically came out as a conservative on YouTube a few months later. Well, there you go. She's a grifter. So if I turned around and started spewing conservative views, which I would never do because I'm not that kind of person. I'm a normal person. I'm a polymath, so I know some things. <laughs> and I also have a moral center where I want to leave the world better than I found it. And I'm, and I wouldn't be a grifter for lies. Just so I, I really wouldn't. Somebody asked me once, would you work for Fox news? If I, cause I work in TV, I would never, I would never work for Fox news. And he was like, what if you're, you were starving? I would honestly starve. There would be no way I would last a day there. I couldn't handle it. So this is what happened. So I'm sure that Candace Owens, or maybe, I mean, I'm speculating. I don't know her personally, but she, she put her finger in the air and she saw which way the wind blew monetarily. That's the way it is. I've been saying it forever. If you're a conservative, they will fund you. This is why I asked for patrons and blah, blah, blah. It's, but it's a, it's a symptom of the bigger problem of what we're facing in this country. The, we need a liberal media and the right wingers, they have cornered the market on, uh, on the, this, you know, on propaganda, not that we're, and we're not propaganda. That's, we're trying to fight their lies with the facts Candace Owens, everything that she's talking about, she, what is she saying? That, yes, all uh, right, Stephen Lee on the chat says, Tara, blacks cannot be racist. That's what the Republicans think. It doesn't, it, they think that they, I mean, that's why they elevate at, oh, their black human shields. They need them. They, it is really something, it's just something to hide behind, but they, it's, just another it's the modern update of the, an old racist trope the, what candace owens was saying in the hearing is that you know, all these other factors are more important than white national how the black community is on the ropes or whatever however she was putting it with all the right-wing bullshit that blames 
black people and not the system that, uh, you know, that is inherently racist because racist assholes are promoting it. So it's very convenient to blame the the victim of the oppressor uh, of the oppression rather than the system in which these the uh, you know that oppresses. Am I putting it correctly? I hope so. And so she says that, for instance, one of the one of the lines that the Republicans constantly peddle is that black people vote Democratic because Democrats offer free stuff. They bribe their their voters with free stuff with black people. They, that's why, you know, Democrats, they're, they're, and, you know, we know the whole racist welfare queen canard and all that. But the, that, even that argument itself is, is racist. To say that Democrats are bribing black people with free stuff because Democrats support a strong social safety net, basically says it's a modern update of the old racist trope that black people are inherently lazy and need to be taught the dignity of work. You see what I mean? So that's the the old racist, uh, the slave owners in the South, that's what they would say. Oh, look, we're giving these black people, uh, uh, it's good for them because we're teaching them the dignity of work. Otherwise, they'd just be laying around lazy. And that's what it says, that, well, that's what the Republicans are saying when they repeat that bullshit. They're saying that black people, they don't, they don't, know, their own, they don't know their own minds, which is exactly what Candace Owens is saying, that, oh, you think black people are stupid. No, you do, bitch. You think they're stupid enough to believe you, that you're not a grifter. They've been watching you like we all have. They know your game, that you sidle up to the oppressor, just like white women sidle up they, uh, to the Republican misogynists by being even more misogynist than the Republican male, not just white women, every woman. So she, uh, uh, to say that black people are just voting Democratic because they're getting free stuff, is is racist as if blacks and or or humans in general black people in general too that that they're just they they want their free stuff because they they want to lay around in the social safety net hammock as paul ryan would put it because it's such a great social safety net right even though we have one of the worst social safety nets on the in the industrialized world but they're saying that, oh, you know, black people, they don't understand the uh, other things about politics, other the, the complexities and the policies. They just want their free stuff, you see? Because, with, with, because of the free stuff, they want, because they want to lounge around. It's their inherent nature, and it's bullshit. So that itself is, is racist. And for her to continuously peddle it is just goes to show you how ill-informed and and what a dumbass she is and but that's her that's her party line i'm black in fact a couple of when was it recently maybe it was a year ago she was picketed in in england and they uh she went out to confront the protesters here 
They're obviously all white, right? So. No, no, we're not white. Okay, what are you? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're definitely not black, right? So you're you're so you're you're saying you're standing up for racism. You would think that that would mean that you would want to hear ideas from black people, but that's obviously not. No, honey, not black people. Black person. You're not black people. You're a black person. We can hear your your history, your experience, but as a whole, you do not re- represent the entire black community. In fact, I've been look. I look on Twitter. I've been. I watch this sham of a hearing that you created. You made a sham, and black people on Twitter were like, "Fuck this bitch. She's like, she she is, uh, you know, a racist herself, and a sellout. She's a sellout. That was one of the the lines I was hearing." About. So does anybody know what you're here actually boycotting? Being racism is not is not about what? I don't think that's right. So that woman says being racist is not about what you look like or where you're from. Yeah, I mean, boom, they blow your mind, conservatives. It's unbelievable how stupid conservatives think we all are. And maybe, well, they are. They think we're as stupid as they are. They think that they can parade one black, ill-informed grifter on, and elevate her into, onto the national stage, and we're all going to buy it. Oh, yeah. Look, they can't be racist. Look, they got a black person. It's unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable. It's actually very believable. So let me, let me, so one of the outrages that Candace Owens was saying that they have no data. Here's uh, Dr. Ballou responds. Terrorism. Uh, Dr. Ballou, what, what is your response to the idea that it's something that doesn't really matter? Well, we have a history of treating it like it doesn't matter. And the result of that has been death and destruction and the disruption of all kinds of people's lives. Um, I suppose I would point to kind of two historical examples to understand this a little bit better. Um, One is this idea that it's hilarious. My co-panelist says that there are no numbers, that the numbers show, she says, that this is not a problem. Um, and she points out that none of us give the numbers. I, I'd like to talk for a minute about why we don't have the numbers, if I may. Um, from the outset, surveillance in the United States has been a profoundly political project. So we can go all yep. the way back to the 1960s and think about how um, things like the FBI counterintelligence program were unequally targeted. Um, COINTELPRO, people in this room might know, was a project that sought to disrupt fringe activism on both the left and on the right. But we know from the history that it was profoundly more focused on the left and on activists of color than on the right. So Mm Klan groups were infiltrated, but there were no deaths of Klan activists in this period at the hands of FBI informants, nor was there a... Just listen to the way she presents her case and... And Candace Owens, the the faux outrage of Candace Owens. It's amazing. Disrupt those groups the way that there was on the left. Similarly, our resources have been overwhelmingly dedicated to confronting um, Islamic or international terror rather than white or domestic terror. Um, Oh, wow. Don't don't confuse her with the facts, please. 
is because there hasn't been an, aggregated, uh, an aggregating data project within the federal government. The watchdogs that have been in charge of aggregating this data have had their own motivations and their own reasons for using different kinds of data collection practices. Um, I just have to say that I object strenuously to your use of the word hilarious. Um, to me, this feels a lot like your reaction to being named in one of these manifestos. Now, you're, of course, not responsible for the words of somebody writing that document. But I do think that laughing at it is a real problem because these are real families that are impacted by this violence. And I think our efforts towards talking about this have to start from a place of mutual respect, which is what I've heard oh, from, no, no. from this side of the table. You now, can't get that. The reason we don't have those right numbers, way. I want those numbers as much as you do. But the number, to say the numbers don't show something is simply not supported by the data. Well, uh, wow. It's not supported by the data, but that doesn't matter for Republicans. That, and what she's referring to is that Candace Owens was referenced in the New Zealand shooters, the, the, the murderer of, uh, who went into a mosque and murdered, I can't remember how many people, but 30-something people uh, in cold blood. This, and where the New Zealanders have ever, already change their gun laws so that won't happen again so so a nut a white nationalist nut can't get a hold of an assault rifle that won't mean that murders won't happen and racism won't isn't happening or but it will mitigate or at least reduce the odds in new zealand but that's just an aside but the that the the new zealand shooter the murderers called Candace Owens, the the person who influenced me the most every time she spoke. So this is who they're talking to. And so according to Candace and all of these these Republicans, we know they're they argue by anecdote that which is the weakest form of argument. And it's all about a story. I got a story. There's a story about a welfare queen. There's a story about black people laying around in a social safety net hammock. There's all the stories that they tell themselves, that they're being replaced or Jews will not replace us, all the stories. And America is, uh, we cannot be an anecdotal nation. That's what Republicans want. We have to be a nation based in facts. We can't talk, we can't, well, I mean, honestly, now that I'm saying this, I'm thinking about other anecdotes it's even at the uh it's a po it's a political um you know uh, i guess it's something that they constantly fall back on telling an anecdote about someone but uh, as a as a reason why you don't want to do x y or z or 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 but it's a conservative uh epidemic and here's an article from reuters from 2000 14 by Neil Gabler and it says in America today anecdotes have become the new facts isn't isn't that the truth right consider Obamacare Oppo opponents have produced ads featuring apparently ordinary Americans telling stories about the travails forced upon them by the Affordable Care Act one ad financed by the Koch brothers highlighted a leukemia sufferer sufferer named Julia who claimed that Obamacare had raised the cost of her medication so much that she was faced with death. 
pretty dramatic stuff, except that numerous fact-checkers found that she would actually save $1,200 under Obamacare. But what are you going to believe, the sob story or a raft of statistics about the 7.5 million Americans who have signed up and the paltry 1 million folks who had policies canceled? Or take global warming. Anecdotally speaking, conservatives have insisted that global warming must be a hoax because we have such cold winters. Never mind the scientists who have documented Earth's rising temperatures or but what are you going to do? What are you going to believe? The seasonal chill or the consensus of thousands of climate scientists? <sighs> Admittedly, anecdotes are appealing are an appealing way to dramatize issues, but as the Boonstra ad and the winter stories demonstrate, there is a problem. However captivating they are, anecdotes often undermine facts and the truth. Yes, they provide a story, but when they provide the whole story, but they seldom, sorry, but they seldom provide the whole story. What we often get is misleading and sometimes downright deceptive. And isn't that the point of Republican policies, of their anecdotes, of their whatever they, any, take any any foray into fascism that we've had been that we've been dragged through for these past decades it's always the anecdote we're being led by this by anecdotes and candace owens she is the argument by anecdote personified and if you question her her fallback is i'm black regardless of the facts don't worry don't worry about the facts i'm black you see so let's let's talk about what uh, her other grifts. So uh, according to this article that lists her, just her scams and who Candace Owens really is. But because she, she's the new conservative hero, of course, right? They're all they're all con men and con women. Isn't that amazing? That's how a this republic is dying by the hands of grifters. And conmen, you know, like Jim Jordan, who couldn't help himself but smirk when when Candace Owens finished her statement, finished her faux outrage. I, I, do you think they were sitting there listening to the other to the to the doctors or not doctors or the the academics with their facts and statistics? They're waiting. Oh, you know what else happened uh, in this hearing? Candace Owens, that's what happened. The, the, the Democrats would ask questions. Of course, they, never, they didn't ask Candace Owens anything because she was not there to, to offer anything intelligent. She wasn't there to elevate the conversation. And the Republicans got mad about that. And they were like, I can't imagine. We're having this meeting about white supremacy, and you didn't even ask the black person a question. Because she's there to be a grifter. And so the Republicans would concede their testimony to, to, to Candace Owens instead of asking a question of any of them or pretending to care. They were like, you know what, Candace, take it away. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, uh, I just wanted to thank our witnesses for being here today, um, especially Ms. Owens for, for coming.
especially Miss Owens. I apologize, I couldn't be here for some of the earlier parts of the hearing. I had an amendment on the on the floor. An amendment, God help us. Managing. But um, I did walk in a few minutes ago, and Mr. Meadows and I were visiting in the in the back room, and noticed that Miss Owens, you hadn't spoke for a while. So if there's something oh, you'd like she to hasn't add to spoken. The what the fuck is she saying? She hasn't spoken in a while. Well, you'll take care of that, Jim. Uh, right? Over the last few minutes, I'd be happy to uh, yield the. Uh, uh, my my four minutes to you and let you uh, let you comment. But thank you again for your outstanding testimony for being here as our witness today. Amazing. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I was just commenting backstage. I mean, back behind the chambers that it is quite ironic that I'm the only Black American that's sitting here, and yet, unbelievable. And these are the people that constantly are whining about people playing the race card. You see what I'm saying? Everything they do is hypocrisy is a game it's a sham they never like democracy they hate this country and they are grifting us to death this is the end of democracy if we don't get it back from these grifters and shore up all the holes that allowed these little these these worms to wiggle into the body politic then we're done I, I, she's, she's outraged, not outraged, she's shocked. There's no black American on, uh, well, we, what is their problem? You would think that they would appreciate that, that we're not focusing on race as much as just the facts. What does it matter? The facts speak for themselves. You have people who study this and they're here to testify. It doesn't matter what color their skin is. I thought that that's the kind of world Republicans love. They don't want to, they don't see race, right? Backstage, I mean, back behind the chambers, that it is quite ironic that I'm the only black American that's Is it ironic? Yet, uh, the people that called this hearing haven't asked me a single question about my experience. Your experience is not indicative of an entire group of people, you dumb bitch. That probably points to what I say the larger issue is, is that Democrats come up with the problems, they come up with the solutions, and black Americans are basically used as props. Really? Who? Are you serious? You, the prop is calling Democrats, uh, use, saying that Democrats use black people as props. It's every day is opposite day. It is fascism 101. Accuse your opponent of the very thing of which you yourself are guilty. They use black people as props? No, they're actually Democrats who have a... How many black Republicans are in the House? I don't... I think it might be one of all of the Republicans in the House. But it's the, it's the Democrats using black people as props, right? We're the ones, normal people, liberals, progressives, normal people are trying to advance the interests of all of us to have, uh, ensure that no one is left behind. And these fascist bastards have the, have the nerve. They don't even say it uh, with, uh, with a sense of irony. This bitch, honestly, really... Um, it's, it's incredible how immoral somebody has to be to sell out their entire community. How much money you, you're going to get, honey? How much, is that enough? I wonder to, to, to fill that, that vacant soul of yours. Um, for them to get out their narrative and to 
ultimately control our vote uh, using fear tactics. I also found it quite hilarious that when asked for actual numbers, nobody here could actually provide them because it's not actually a problem. Well, we know actually that we just played the clip of uh, the of Dr. Is she a doctor? I'm not sure. Of Kathleen Blue giving the numbers, but whatever. And the fact that we don't have uh, the, 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 the numbers speak for themselves, but the way that she described it was that it's the, the the fact that many of these issues aren't studied is indicative of the uh, of the inherent racism in the system. So, but that's like woo right over her in America or a major problem or threat that's facing Black America. Um, this is again just election rhetoric. This is again just an attempt to assault an administration that is doing all that they can um, to help Black America in every single regard, whether it's <laughs> right. criminal justice. Okay, reform, whatever. Whether it's okay, not. enough, enough, enough. So what else? Let me see. Let me see. Where is I, that article on Candace? I only have a few more minutes. So what else did she? So she had the anti-Trump website. She's on Fox News now, of course. Owens was, in 2008, Owens was slithering onto TV station and TV stations and finally made it to Fox News. She spit out a line that went viral and made her a darling of pseudo-conservatives. Owens said that the National Rifle Association was founded as a civil rights movement, if you can believe that. Let me, let me play that clip. I, it's un... It's beyond belief because it is. I just joined the NRA. I happen to fall into the window of people that knows my history. I'm a black American and I know that the NRA was started as a civil rights organization, um, training black Americans to arm themselves and to defend themselves against the KKK. So it's incredulous to me that they <laughs> stand on that platform. I've never heard that before. That's so interesting. It is. Yeah, you never heard that before because it's not true. It's not true. And this is how a a misinformed thought virus gets into the the already hollowed out mind of the right wing racists and the authoritarian sycophants by somebody like Candace Owens she should be ashamed of herself with that bitch with that that bullshit let's play that again that they I've stand never on that heard platform. that before. That's so interesting. It is. It's incredibly it is. interesting. Isn't it's it so important because what the Democrats have been so successful at is wiping away history and rewriting it. Okay. What? You see, just like she's accusing Democrats of, uh, of using black people as pawns when she's sitting there as a pawn, she's now accusing Democrats of rewriting history as she's sitting there rewriting history. She has absolutely no shame. The, uh, it is easy to look up that the NRI was not founded as, an, as a civil rights organization so, to train black people to defend themselves against the KKK. I know my history, she says. So it's very important that black Americans take a stand and defend the NRA in the same way that they defended us. So we should def so black people should defend the NRA the same way the NRA defended black people it's unbelievable the they have no shame in their destruction of this country they they'll say and do anything to advance their anti-democratic agenda because what does it come down to 
it, it comes down to whether we have a functioning democracy uh, that works for all. And when you have no truth, that is the foundation of authoritarianism. That's what the Republicans are doing. They are turning this country as they spit in the face of, of, the, of everyone who ever gave their life for this country and wipe their asses with the Constitution. They are ensuring that we, and, and devalue, devaluing the currency of truth, they're ensuring that this, that the, this democracy dies. And what are we going to do about it? One more thing, I see the time is uh, over, so another hip- hypocritical moment. In January of this year, Owens attacked AOC for being fiscally irresponsible because the newly elected congresswoman couldn't afford an apartment in Washington, D.C. I remember she, AOC tweeting about that. She had to wait until she got her paycheck in order to, to get an apartment. She's saying she's fiscally irresponsible. Not that it's a reflection on a society where you can work, and not be able to afford an apartment because AOC was working. She was working as a bartender. And that, you know, that's work. And anybody who works should be able to have a living wage in this country and put a roof over their head. So that's what AOC shared about her struggles of getting an apartment initially is a reflection on the society. So what does this Candace Owens person say that she's fiscally irresponsible. However, a reporter, Nathan Bernard, exposed Owens by posting a lawsuit that showed she rented a $3,500 apartment, lived there for six months rent-free, and then claimed she had gotten toxic mold sickness and threatened to sue her landlord to avoid paying rent. So. She's a grifter. She stayed in an apartment rent-free, a, a nice high-class apartment, $3,500 a month apartment. And in order to avoid paying her rent, she went to court. It's not that she threatened. She filed a complaint against a landlord saying that there was mold in the apartment in order to avoid paying rent, which she, she just squatted in this apartment rent-free. So there you go. These people are vile. And that's who she is. I would never do something like that. Uh, you, you have certain standards in your life, but it doesn't matter what they do. She must have toxic, malignant narcissism like Jim Jordan and uh, Twitler. Their only care and concern is not for this country, not for the values, not for democracy, not for decency, dignity, anything that truly makes a country great, it is for themselves. And they'll sell their own, their entire community down the river if it meant that they would get more, more, just put more in their rapacious, greed-centered gullets. Ugh. So there you go. It, it, she's an, she is just an example of who they are. And you'll watch her rise to national prominence. She'll be a household name because Republicans will fund that. So, all right, guys, this is, uh, I got I to gotta sign off. So, like I always say, please become a patron so we can battle the Candace Owenses, Owenses of this world and keep the site going and keep it growing.
I'm really glad we're growing this community and I'd, and I'd like to continue to do it. So we'll, we'll grow the community and we'll have a place to gather and we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe we'll, uh, hopefully the show will grow and we'll, we'll do, well, who knows what we can do. We'll have meetups. We can do all kinds of things. It's only the beginning. So guys, as I always say, what do I say? We stick together. We win. And we will win. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. I'm going to try to do a weekday special this week, one day. So let's keep it, keep it, I was going to say keep it lit like Michael Malloy. And I will see you later. My name is Tara Devlin.